What is up my Sunlight Samurais, how are you guys doing? So I want to tell you about a magical protein source that will help you build muscle and lose fat and just improve your health in general. And that is collagen protein powder. So I know a lot of people use collagen but perhaps not in the adequate amounts and they don't realize the benefits of this and I think a lot of people miss out on the benefits of collagen because they don't use it because they think that it's an incomplete protein source you know it's, it's only good for your joints it's only good for your skin and hair and you know those kind of stuff it's kind of like you know you don't have to eat it your, your body is okay because it's non-essential amino acids that your body can create on its own well that that is not the case so um, I actually want to talk to you about collagen and the effect of muscle protein synthesis and hypertrophy and fat loss. So collagen is low in leucine and some of these and leucine tends to be that what people consider to be the rate limited step in what stimulates muscle protein synthesis. So the more leucine you consume the better you stimulate muscle protein synthesis and the more likely you are to build muscle in the long run. But in isolated conditions if you just give leucine to stimulate muscle protein synthesis, you have to give three grams of the isolated leucine. But if you give a combination of different essential, of, of all the essential amino acids, you basically need about 1.5 to 2 grams of leucine to stimulate the same amount of muscle protein synthesis. So you actually need less leucine the more uh, essential amino acids you have together with the leucine because the other essential amino acids actually also stimulate a muscle protein synthesis. Now, I also want to talk about the non-essential amino acids like proline, hydroxyproline, uh, and glycine have also been shown to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So there was a study where they gave um, people a whey shake. The one contained 1.75 grams of leucine and the other one contained 3 grams and the groups were in a fed state already so they weren't fasted. And there wasn't a difference in the stimulation of muscle protein synthesis in the group that was consuming 0.75 leucine versus 3 grams of leucine. And then here is the interesting kicker when it comes to collagen is that they actually compared leucine, I mean a collagen group with a milk protein group. So they had a milk protein plus collagen and then just milk protein. So they, they didn't compare collagen versus milk. They, com they had a combination of the milk protein and collagen and just the milk protein for the same amount of protein. But obviously the leucine content was significantly different between the two groups and when they measured serum levels of leucine after ingestion, they did find that the collagen group got a significant lower level of leucine and the other essential amino acids in their bloodstream compared to the group that was just having the milk protein. So clearly the collagen group was having less leucine and essential amino acids but regardless they actually had the same stimulation of muscle protein synthesis, which indicates that things like hydroxyproline and uh, glycine can also stimulate muscle protein synthesis. You just you don't need just leucine to do the job for you. And also, uh, collagen is a rich source of peptides, dye and tripeptides that we are very good at absorbing. So we do, do absorb those dye and tripeptides, and they also tend to have anabolic effects by stimulating insulin, uh, stimulating mTOR and different uh, processes in the elongation of the, the mRNA and translation to the DNA and stuff like that. Um, some of the interesting peptides is the hydroxyproline peptides combined, um, I think, with so hydroxyprolylglycine. Com uh, so it's a dipeptide between hydroxyproline and glycine. Two combined to have anabolic effects. And as I said, so the collagen and milk protein group that had the combination had 
the same stimulation of muscle protein synthesis compared to the group that was just having milk protein despite having significantly less leucine and essential amino acids. But they obviously had a significant increase in glycine, proline, hydroxyproline, and other non-essential amino acids. So these other non-essential amino acids is able to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So I just want to read for you um, some of the interesting things is that there's a few quotes that I have here. So this hydroxyproline glycine, the dipeptide, has shown anabolic potencies in C2-C12 muscle cells in vitro, increasing myotube diameter and activating AKT mTOR signaling. And activation of AKT mTOR was also equivalent, however, interestingly, EEF2, which is uh, involved in the translation of the uh, mRNA, which ultimately controls like muscle protein synthesis and DNA translation, those kind of stuff. The EEF2 activity indicated by decreased phosphorylation promoting mRNA elongation phase of translation was increased in the resistance exercise only in the collagen peptide and muscle protein uh, uh, milk protein group. So only in the in the group that was consuming the collagen had this increase in EEF2 that ultimately can lead to a longer uh, term benefit where you have this improved DNA, uh, mRNA to DNA translation and stimulation of muscle protein synthesis in the long run. So you would be better off using collagen in the long run for stimulating muscle protein synthesis and building muscle and keeping that muscle. So heightened EEF2 activation with the resistant exercise on collagen protein group could be a result of elevated insulin or effects of the heightened non-essential amino acids on anabolic signaling. And then also preomic, uh, proteomic signaling in the collagen peptide in combination with resistance exercise has shown an increase in the levels of protein related to um, mRNA translation. So this was a 2021 study. It was very interesting. So the, the point being is that even though they had significantly less leucine and essential amino acids, they simulated muscle protein synthesis to the same extent as the milk protein group that was having significantly more leucine. So it, it comes down to you don't need a certain amount of leucine to stimulate muscle protein synthesis. And now I know some of you might say like, okay, well, you know, what if you had like the collagen and you still had three grams of leucine with that to make sure you stimulate muscle protein synthesis. But the thing is, it's not going to stimulate muscle protein synthesis more. It already maximally stimulated muscle protein synthesis. And acute stimulation of muscle protein synthesis does not always mean a better hypertrophy in the long run. An example of that would be uh, having two groups. One group is using whey and one group is using casein post-workout. The group that's using whey, it's more increase in muscle protein synthesis than the group is using casein. So the people would... Uh, um, think like, hey, I, we should be using whey because that's going to give us better hypertrophy in the long run because of a greater increase in muscle protein synthesis. But if you look at the long-term studies, like 8 to 12 weeks between the difference in whey and casein, there's no difference in the amount of muscle and strength these people gained. So even though they get a short-term spike in muscle protein synthesis, it did not result in better hypertrophy in the long run. So this is the thing. Like, uh, The same thing that I want to talk about is that the acute spike in muscle protein synthesis is not important so that leucine content is not as important as we th thought it uh, you know it was in the past and that these some of these um, non-essential amino acids like glycine or hydroxyproline and then hydroxyproline glycine dipeptides can also stimulate muscle protein synthesis and uh, AKT and mTOR those kind of stuff and promote hypertrophy and I would rather have more collagen in my diet because it's highly anti-inflammatory 
and it also stimulates the regeneration and anabolism of the collagen tissue. So your muscle is encased in collagen and your collagen needs to expand to compensate for that muscle that's growing. So if the collagen can't expand very well, you will start to have collagen disorders in the muscle and that's going to cause issues in the long run. So you need that, a constant remodeling of the collagen tissue in the muscle, not just in the joint. So now obviously as you exercise and you're squatting, you're deadlifting, you're shoulder pressing, you want your joints to improve as well, to handle heavier and heavier and heavier weights so that you can continue to adapt. And only collagen will help with the remodeling of the collagen tissue. So get some collagen in your diet. And the older you get, the more important this is. So there's a study where they used aspirin and for uh, in older individuals. And they found that aspirin was anabolic because older individuals tend to have more inflammation. So blunting access information with aspirin was actually anabolic to help to promote muscle protein synthesis or actually prevented access muscle protein breakdown. That's important. Now, collagen can have the same effect because it's the same anti-inflammatory. It has pro-metabolic anti-inflammatory effects. It's, the, uh, it's organ protective. It's just helps with the proper energy production of organs in general and supports the metabolic rate. It's very, very important. So in a similar way, by lowering excess inflammation, the collagen was able to promote muscle protein synthesis more so than, I think it was whey. They compared collagen and whey, and they found that the collagen group in the older individuals was actually more effective at increasing uh, muscle mass and losing fat mass than the whey protein. And I honestly think that's because of the drop in inflammation, just because of these uh, highly beneficial non-essential amino acids. So I would think you would get an even better response if you combine the collagen with um, like something like whey or casein. So have about uh, 10 grams of whey or casein and then 20 grams of collagen with that. So you get a combination of leucine, essential amino acids, and then also the non-essential amino acids like lysine, hydroxyproline, glycine, uh, you know, all of those non-essential amino acids that will stimulate muscle protein synthesis, calm access inflammation, support joint recovery and health. And yeah, that's how you build muscle and that's how you build muscle into your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And you keep on being active and doing what you're doing is because you're consuming collagen. So by no means um, should you think that collagen is not anabolic and it's useless. You should be eating meat for anabolism. You can consume collagen for anabolism as well, but just make sure you're having other complete protein sources with it as well. And if you consume collagen, you don't need as much animal protein with that. So let's say I wouldn't, there was actually a study showing that you can get away with a 50-50 ratio between animal proteins and collagen without creating a essential amino acid deficiency. So that would mean, let's say your target is 150 grams of protein on a daily basis. That means you can get 75 grams from animal protein and then 75 grams from collagen. But honestly, I would rather go for a 100 grams of animal protein, like between 100 and 50 grams of animal protein, and then an additional 50 grams of collagen. And that should also be enough to support, you know, this anti-inflammatory benefits and all of this uh, stimulate muscle protein synthesis, joint health, those kind of stuff. And um, yeah, make sure you get your collagen. It's going to be helpful for your joints, muscles, inflammation, longevity, all those kind of good stuff. And uh, it does support muscle protein synthesis. And there are so many studies, and this is more so in older individuals, that show that it promotes fat loss and stimulates uh, more muscle mass gain in the long run. So consume your, 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 um, your collagen. That's going to be the most important thing to do that I think a lot of people are missing out on. And especially, I think it's absolutely fundamental to combine it with exercise. I use mine pre-workout because 
then as you exercise, you stimulate blood flow to the joints, to the muscles, and then that collagen and the amino acids are going straight there to replenish and regenerate the tissue that you actually exercise, and there are studies to support that. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of value to using collagen, so many different reasons why, and uh, I think you should be starting to use it in larger amounts and reap all the benefits. All right, guys, I hope this video was helpful, and I will check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.